Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 179 of the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Elisa and today it is Wednesday, February the 7th. Welcome to the show. If you're new here, I'm stoked that you're tuning in. I can't talk already. (laughs) If this isn't your first episode, thank you for your loyalty and for being a part of this amazing growing community. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. And today, you know what? We have a super fun and interesting episode, possibly the most important thing you may learn in 2024. So speaking of 2024, my words for this year, do you have words? Do do you do that? Okay. Well, mine are, I have three, steady, consistent, and ease. Am I married to these things? No. Could they change throughout the year? Yes. However, these three words are almost like my mission statement to help me tighten up how, where, and with whom I spend my energy, my time, and my effort. These are intentions. They are goals. They are the frequency that I am omitting and attracting, that I'm manifesting Okay, in life, in business, relationships, finances, spirituality, all of the domains of my life, steady, consistent ease, energy and time and effort are precious to me, precious. And if you take up too much time, for example, or rob me of my energy, if you take up too much of my energy, you know, those energy vampires, it's probably not my thing. If my self-care time, my time my fulfilling time or my ability to take time, if that is compromised in any way, it's probably not my thing. And if there isn't a sense of ease, and no, I'm not saying that I don't, that I need everything to be easy, okay? Because I live for the challenge. I love being pushed. (laughs) That is how expansion really works in my life. There is no expansion without a restriction, without a little bit of uh, grit grind to find out who you really are. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not meant to move through difficulty, but ease comes in the form of simplicity. So simplifying the tasks, finding more efficient solutions, figuring out a steady routine flow you know, the conversations that I'm having, the inspiration that I'm pulling in, that, that is the ease I'm looking for. So not easy, but ease. And today's episode literally checks off all of those boxes, steady, consistent, and ease when it comes to drum roll, please gold and silver. And I know, I know I've talked about this a lot on social media. If you follow me there. And for the last few years, I've been hearing a ton of people talk about gold and silver and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know I should buy it. I should probably look into this, whatever. So finally around last year, around this time, I I went down the rabbit hole and I was like, what am I looking at? 
what is this? It left me with more questions than answers. I got super overwhelmed and it turned me off entirely. Really, my money mindset was very new. I was just beginning to unravel some of the limits that I had in my mind when it came to money and wealth and building wealth. And I realized that I was super limited at the time. So I did what I often do when I hit my limit. What I do is I shut off. Okay. So this happened to me and it, maybe it happens to you too, when you don't understand something, when it seems bigger than your ability and that feels overwhelming. So you sort of just stop, you stop trying, you say, or you like me, sometimes I'm like, Oh, well, that's stupid. I don't need that. Everything's fine. I don't need to do that. You know, or you pretend you're not interested, but really what's actually happening is that you don't understand you've hit a limit. And no, you're not stupid. You can learn. The overwhelm comes when your brain doesn't know the answer when you feel like you should. And that happened to me big time on gold and silver, but something kept pulling me back. Right. And if you're listening to this episode, maybe you have that curiosity too. Uh, I got really curious. And at that point, this is the point of the podcast. Okay. To help you understand, because there is a silent gold rush going on right now. And for good reason. So my friend, Sarah Swain and Carla Treadway are on the pod today. And we're going to talk all about the, that very thing that is happening in the world of gold and silver. Sarah is the founder of monetize your mind and MYM summit. She is skilled at helping you create new streams of income so that you can have more choice and independence and freedom in your life. Carla is the founder of the Sovereign CEO Business Mentorship. She's a digital marketer and freedom-minded business coach and the host of the Sovereign CEO podcast. It's a great pod. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Both of these powerful women are business coaches. Both are awake, aware, and are building solutions to help many of the problems that Canadians and from others around the world are facing today. Solutions are exactly what we need. Problem solvers. These two women are exceptional at that. They also have both been on the show before separately. So you may have heard me chat with them. You may see them on my social media. And if you have, you know that this is going to be a great time. So we're going to share how we buy and sell and collect gold and silver, why we're collecting it and how the membership that we're part of is the solution to most, if not all of the concerns we had with stacking assets outside the banking system. Now, you do not have to do anything we do. Okay. This is not financial advice. Okay. The goal is to give you information when you know better, you do better. And I always tell people to go down rabbit holes themselves, start to pay attention, pay attention to what's happening. Look around at the world, you know, look at what the wealthiest people in the world are talking about versus what they're actually doing. Okay. Do as I do, not as I say, this is exactly what I decided to do. And I'm so glad that I did because it led me to 7k, which we're going to talk all about. And after just, uh, just under a year now, uh, I'm really starting to feel the impacts of my investments and I learn more every single day. It's so exciting to learn as an adult, like, wow, so powerful. Anyways, let's get this party started. Shall we? <laughs> Here we go. The gold and silver pod with Sarah Swain and Carla Treadway. Hey guys. Hi. Hey everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we're part of a, 
a phenomenal company here that uh, I want to just bring the listeners attention to we've been talking about it a bunch on our social medias we have weekly calls set up right now lots of people lots of demand lots of people asking about gold and silver i would love to know how both of you guys went down the gold and silver rabbit hole and how you came to find 7k i don't know who wants to go first carla sure. carla has a cooler story <laughs> <laughs> well i mean when I started just paying attention first to politics and then the what was going on in healthcare, eventually I started turning my awareness towards money. Um, and I just started going to all sorts of experts. I started talking to the crypto people. I talked to regular old school bankers. And along the way, I, I discovered that gold and silver was something I should pay attention to. Um, it might have been a, a Robert Kiyosaki podcast. I can't remember. So I just Googled gold and silver, found a local store and did a huge purchase and tucked it away in a safe and kind of patted myself on the back for doing that. And, uh, and that's kind of where it stopped for a period of time. I, when I went shopping online, I remember calling the store, just, I have no idea what to get. I, I see all these like silly Mickey mouse coins. I don't think I want any of that. It's like, give me the cheapest silver, I guess that you have. Um, so I did a big lump sum purchase. Um, my husband was in agreement with that, but then he was like, do you know what our visa bill is? Like, if this is actually a solution, if this is the thing that we actually need to be using, uh, that's not enough. You're going to need a whole lot more of that. I also didn't know how I would actually use it. Uh, I didn't know what would happen if we were going to travel with it. Um, and I wasn't collecting any more of it. And I was uh, completely oblivious to the fact that I should be buying different types. Um, I just kind of bought what I bought. And that's when this like new system kind of came into my awareness that solved a lot of problems for me that uh, the physical store just couldn't address. Yeah, similar to Carla, for me, it was paying attention to the climate of the world in the context of politics and feeling very uneasy about our banking institutions, wrapping my head around the reality of what fiat currency actually is, which is polar opposite to what I believed it was based on what we were taught believing fiat currency actually is. Let's go into that. Can you talk about what fiat currency is real, real quick? Yeah, in, in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, it just it it bugs me to even just talk about it because it I said to my husband, I think it was yesterday, he was cooking dinner. I'm like, do you ever just do you ever just want to black out with rage sometimes about just <laughs> when you think about all of the shit that we have been lied to about in our lives? <laughs> yep. Money is one of those things. And so recognizing that the only actual value that our our Canadian fiat currency holds. It's the same. It's the same in the States. So even true for the US dollar, which by the way, is the world power currency. So even just think about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that our world currency is backed by nothing. The only reason it has value, and this is true for Canada, our colorful little monopoly money that we have here in Canada. So the, it, it has the same value as monopoly money. 
if we really think about it, because the, the only reason it, we, we use it to trade for goods and services is because mutually as a society, we continue to trust that it has value and that it means something and that the government continues to print it. That's the only reason why our, our money system has any value. And I'm air quoting the words value because it's not actually true value. I mean, it used, to, it, it used to have value, did it not? Like it used yeah. to be, it used to be gold backed. And that's yeah. was when we were on the gold standard. Yeah. And in the US, uh, and this is something that I learned through joining 7K is understanding the origin of uh, the Federal Reserve. And that was, <laughs> I've been down many rabbit holes the last few years for sure. And the Federal Reserve, we could go super tinfoily, talk about things like the Titanic. I mean, it, it, the, the, the reason this freaking banking system, this privately owned banking system was created is like, whoa, when we really think about that, the, what was it, 1913? The Federal Reserve? 1913. That was 110 years ago. That's it. That's it. That's it. So that's just, it. Yeah, that's it. And so, so and, and I'm maybe other people think differently than I do, but I grew up thinking that this concept of this money that we all circulated been around for friggin' since the, the earliest of days. And and so it's it's been around since one people ago. <laughs> like this is but what but we have based our entire everything on this thing that doesn't actually have value. And I think it was uh, in the 70s, there, there's two different decades where eventually they stopped backing the dollar by gold and they and then eventually they start backing stop backing the dollar by silver. So you could no longer go into the banking institution and and trade a, a dollar for a val like a, an equivalent of of the same amount in gold and silver. And so then it was truly nothing. And so the, the, the sinking into the knowing of that just put me into a whole other level of awareness that I do not have my ducks in a row, the way that mm -hmm. I, I, I try to hold a lot of pride in how, you know, prepared I am for a level of sovereignty that one would require, regardless of what does or does not happen in this world. And, and I remember in 2021, it felt like the walls were closing in on me as someone who chose to not receive the COVID-19 vaccination. And it felt like everything was being taken from me as a result of my decision. And so that I'm, I'm a, you push me into a corner, I'm going to come up with solutions faster than you have ever seen. And so I'm grateful that, for that experience because it, it pushed me into a whole other level of empowerment that I don't think I would have ever achieved otherwise. But I started making an inventory of like, where am I actually still dependent on anything uh, mm. as far as the system goes? And one of those was, well, <laughs> the banking institutions. Now I know that the uh, dollar statement, the dollars that we have written on our statements every month, individually and collectively, don't, don't actually exist in the banking system. I think the estimate is something like 10% of what's on paper is actually in cash form in our banking system. Which is that's wild. Scary. That's scary. I, I didn't know that when I pay, when I put money in the bank, they loan it out. I had no idea that that was it's a, a pyramid scheme. Like it is. Yeah. Like people, people are so freaked out about network marketing being a pyramid scheme. All you got to do is look at the banking system. Yeah. And you have your textbook 
freaking pyramid scheme. It, 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 it's, it's such a, an upheaval of a worldview. <laughs> so for me, my husband, the gold and silver thing, uh, yeah, we had heard about Robert Kiyosaki. I've got some of his books as my, my husband's mom, my mother-in-law was big into Kiyosaki. And so there's, there's all these kind of rumblings beneath the surface in our lives for many years about gold and silver. Then, then coming into the awareness of all of this over the last few years, we were left with, we got to probably do something about gold and silver, but we didn't know what to do. Like we had so many unknown questions, like kudos to you, Carla, for just like hitting up Google, where can I buy this shit? And then you like went there and you got it. Like we were frozen. We were frozen. We're like, but where does it come from? And like, how do we, how do we know the value of it? And and we had all these questions, like, what if we need to turn it back into cash again? Like, so we had so many unanswered questions that we ended up doing nothing, which is not helpful at all mm. until 7K was presented to me. And every single one of those concerns that my husband and I had was all of a sudden answered and taken care of by this membership. And so that's how we started with 7K. Very similar. Sorry, go ahead, Carla. Oh, I was just going to say, no, no wonder that people don't understand money. Um, Like when I even think about like awakening to the political atmosphere, this government has printed money like it grows on trees, right? We've printed more in the last few years than any other prime minister in history. Combined. Combined. So you have people when they want something from the government, they just say, well, just make more money. You know, I think university should be free. I think, um, like, I think everything should be free. Food should be free. Just print more money. And our government acts that way as well. Um, and then most individuals live like credit card to credit card as well. So there's a real disconnect between like actual money. This is actually the only amount of money that you truly have. Most people just go into debt for everything. Um, and then of course we're not taught any of this in school. Um, so no wonder people are just so disconnected from this entire process. I think my real kick in the pants though, to just go on Google was helping the uh, Trucking for Freedom documentary when they started freezing bank accounts. I was waiting for months for mine to be frozen too. And I was like, they can do that? Mm-hmm. They can do that? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then we had moved our money from Royal Bank to a credit union. A credit union still has to follow the same rules as a bank. Uh, but we moved it because the uh, the big banks, yeah, they only hold 10% of your money. So even if my accounts weren't frozen just as a, a regular consumer, only 10%, the credit union does hold more of it. They guarantee 100% of it, but they still fall victim to the same rules as uh, the regular big banks. So if there was a scenario like a social credit system or your assets being frozen, um, it wouldn't, my money wouldn't be safe in a credit union either. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because this whole thing. So me getting into gold and silver is very similar to you, Sarah. I like was hearing the whispers of it. I was reading posts. I was, I'm trying to stay on top of it and educated. I was awake to it, but I got overwhelmed. So I was sort of backing away. And it's interesting how Carla, you actually made a post and it's one of my favorites. I, I, I share it often is, um, how we're programmed to be poor. And I realized that that's absolutely part of my programming is to be poor, is to, you know, go to school, get the job, buy the house, get in debt, live paycheck to pay, like put some savings away and, and, or if you can't buy a house, then rent. 
And then I, I don't know, like it's just be another cog in the wheel and watch the wealthier, wealthy people get wealthy. And I didn't understand that. And it's interesting because one of my limiting beliefs was that I was stupid about money. And that's part of the programming. So instead of educating myself and empowering myself to learn about even just step-by-step little things, leaning in, asking a question, talking to someone who's wealthy, for example, and asking them specific things. I realized even living with Michael, he has a completely different money mindset than I do. And he, he oftentimes asks me, like when I lost my job, for example, when they shut everything down, had zero income, he went through my my bank accounts and he was like, cancel this, cancel that, move this, do that. Like he totally reworked my entire bank account for me to be saving like $700 a month. And I was like, whoa, I was wasting, like that's where I was. I was like, I was wasting that much money. I didn't even know. So that moment was sort of my, you know how you need like an entry, like an aha like a Mm -hmm. something to get you sort of looking in another direction where I realized there's more to this and Mm -hmm. that I don't have the capacity in my mind to create the solution. So I need to start asking questions. I don't Mm -hmm. think and believe like someone who's wealthy, like someone who invests in gold and silver, like someone who has freedom, financial freedom. So because I don't think and believe like that, I need to start figuring out how wealthy people think and believe and started asking hard questions. And that's how I got into gold and silver. It's interesting because my program sort of like kicked in. I got overwhelmed. And then Sarah, when you tapped me on the shoulder, I was like, here's 7K. I think I signed up what in like one minute. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you may have set a record for fastest registration. <laughs> I was like, anyway, think about it. like how, how could it even be anyone's fault? Right. That we don't value money. Right. When That's the, the money itself has no value. And then, mm. and then, yeah, we're, we're taught to maybe not outwardly, but I think subconsciously it's been drilled into our minds that uh, we actually are powerless when it comes to money and, and, and we can't see our way out of a whole, especially if you're limited to a sole income, a biweekly paycheck that's capped at X amount. I, I think about this all of the time as an entrepreneur. It's like if if these people have this much debt and their income is this much and the interest is that much, there's no way out of this for them. None. It's like terrifying to think of. And and being taught, you mentioned earlier about uh Oh, to, to grow up and, and have a mortgage is the most financially responsible thing you can do. Mm-hmm. We're taught that a mortgage is an asset. Mm-hmm. It's actually a liability. It's only an asset because it gives the banks something to seize if you fail to pay something else. That's the only reason why it's an asset. The, the word mortgage translates into death pledge if we really want like if we really get into the root of all of this it's oh my god it's no fucking wonder we're all having to go through this awakening in our 30s and 40s and being like 
we have to shift. But I love what you just said, Elisa. It's like, okay, if I'm not naturally thinking like this, then who are the people that I need to start leaning into with their wisdom and experience and learn from so that I can start shifting my thought process? And I think that this is a barrier to entry. And I don't think that we've probably even given this uh, enough dialogue in, in our 7K team. So I'm glad this is coming up. The barrier is people's like not not even having this on their radar. And then even when it does become on their radar, thinking like maybe diversification of of finances is a good thing. So whatever that looks like a person's going to be unique to them. But then having that subconscious block in there of not even understanding what the thought process then needs to shift into in yes. order to be the person that takes action. Because yes. we can sit here and think about it's probably a good idea for us to start having some sound money, some the real money, which is gold and silver. So that it has stood the test of time. But what what do I need to do mentally? in order to actually then do something about that. I think that that's a, a big point you just made. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Certain yeah. level of bravery, right? I guess like I didn't pay attention to politics or money until 2020 in this way. That was embarrassing. I felt shame. <laughs> it was like a blindfold got ripped off my face. And I was like, what have you been doing? So how many people are in that position? You know, I do business coaching as well. Like how many people aren't um, paying attention to like money in, money out? Like we're, we're just not looking yeah. at like the surface level, let alone these like great big deeper levels. So it takes a certain level of bravery, especially as people get older, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I didn't know about this. I haven't been paying attention to this. What have I been doing, right? So uh, that's uncomfortable for people. And it's pretty easy just to disengage instead of like actually honestly looking at where they're at, looking at where they're vulnerable. Like you said, mortgage. We used to live out West. There are people making $26 an hour getting into mortgages that were half a million dollars. That's going to be a million dollars over 30 years. Um, it doesn't take a rocket science to realize you guys can't actually afford that house. Why are you in those house? Don't worry. It'll be okay. I'm like, ah, I, you're, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. Yeah. And that's the programming. That's the pro in the same way that in the same way that people in diet culture, for example, loop in dieting, they think that losing weight is going to be the solution because it's the only solution that they know it's part of like the only thing that they can think of. And in many ways, we can't think of solutions that we have never seen or heard of before in many ways. Some minds can, but most can't. It's it's the money mindset is so, is so interesting. And with that though, the, the little wake-ups, the little calls that people are hearing, I'd love to hear both of your um take on why Canadians specifically and Americans, let's just use North America as general. Obviously this applies to the world, but Canadians specifically are starting to wake up a little bit more to what's happening financially. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I'm sure you do too, Carla. I think Carla tapped uh, into it a little bit earlier about recognizing the 
powers that our current government does not hesitate to give themselves, which is a complete violation of anything, uh, anything to do with being Canadian. And, And they don't seem to care about treading on our rights and our freedoms and our personal autonomy. And so knowing with live evidence that our financial assets can be seized or we can be locked out of them if we happen to do something that the government doesn't like is like textbook definition. You can call it authoritarianism. Technically, we're totalitarian because this is not just affecting Canada. There's a a whole other power that is using our politicians on puppet strings. Um, This is communism that we're seeing here in, in Canada. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of us that have been squeezed and it's taken a great squeeze of realities being flipped on their heads, paradigms being completely shifted, people being put into such state of fear and disbelief in what they're witnessing, which counters just about everything that we thought we knew about how our world worked. What else are you going to do but start asking yourself how to start relying on you? Because if you're someone who had has a belief that the government actually has our best interest at heart, you are in for a very, very rude awakening if you are Canadian. Same is true in the U.S. right now. If you actually think the government in the state, specifically the Democratic Party, has your best interest at heart. You are in for a root awakening. And so naturally, you start to recognize that all these things that you thought you could have faith and trust and, and some level of reliance on, that you actually can't. The only solution at that point is to turn inward and figure out, what do I need to do in order to make sure that I'm never in a position to have to... Uh, be in such a state of vulnerability that I am then able to be manipulated. And this is what we have seen happen en masse, uh, and specifically in Canada. Uh, they weaponized our finances and they weaponized our sense of belonging in order to control us. And for those of us who who picked up on that and were willing to lose it all, we were willing to lose friends, to lose family, because this is so viscerally wrong that I'd like to be able to wake up every morning and actually look at myself in the mirror and be proud of the woman who's looking back at me and not pretend like this isn't happening. The, there's only one option, and that is sovereignty. And it, it, is not, it is not from the place of, I don't need anyone's help, and, and we become almost like toxically independent and we shut everything out. It's not that at all. It's that in the event that uh, that I I need something, <laughs> yeah, I have it. I can produce it. I can create it. And if I can't, someone in my community can. And and there's a, such a huge element of community that factors into this because I think it's a little bit unrealistic to think that we should all have a a, a cattle ranch and and dairy cows and. <laughs> chickens and businesses and <laughs> our, our own healthcare system in our bathrooms. Like, I mean, there, there comes a point where we, we have to understand that we got to come to the table as well as, as like-minded community who all sees 
what's going on. And we come with our own own sets of skills. And I would way rather rely on my neighbor than the government any day, any mm-hmm. freaking day of the week. And so I, th- I think it 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 took us being violated in ways that we never, ever, ever thought we would as Canadians in order to snap us out of these these comas that we were in with such a false sense of comfort that as a Canadian, we had it really, really good, you know, and then everyone attacks you and says, but oh, it's, look at all these other countries. It's like, yeah, the reason why those countries are like that is because while those countries had even a lick of sovereignty or democracy, the people didn't take advantage of it and they lost it. And this is where, you know, we, we do have a lot of responsibility in the world of politics, as Carla was saying, to pay the fuck attention to what is going on and secure yourself, secure your home, take care of yourself, uh, get everything in place, go back to living your life and don't let these weasels continue to get away with it. That's our job in a democracy. Well, and the reason why not everyone sees it yet, I I don't know why everyone doesn't see it yet, but we we have a world that is obsessed with talking about privilege. Um, We have Western privilege. So the reason that they can watch peaceful protesters get beaten with horses, bank accounts being frozen, people praying, being pepper sprayed in the face and think that's okay, is that they think, well, nothing bad happens here. We're better than that. We're better than those countries. Like what, what a privileged stance to take. Because personally, I've read a lot of history books the last four years. And if you read any history books about communism, about Marxism, it is happening step by step. And if you take away that privileged thought that we are better than other countries and you just simply look at what is being done, um, it's clear as day. And people roll their eyes at that word now. It's been said a lot because it, it does sound so wild, really, like we're fighting another Cold War right now. <laughs> so they people just glaze over. But you're like, are you aware of history? Like, have, have you read this? Have you read these books? If if you did, you would see exactly what's going on right now. And now, like you said, now is the time to do something about it. Once those systems are implemented, you can't do anything about it. That's why you have to be really loud right now. Denial is so powerful. The denial system is so powerful. That will never happen. That will never happen to me. How many young people are like, my skin's never going to get wrinkly. I'm never going to gain the weight back. I'm not like you just naturally create these rational uh, explanations, very sophisticated rationale in your mind that's going to push that thought away because it's uncomfortable and it requires you to step into your responsibility for yourself. And that, I mean, we live in a material world. We are constantly being drawn towards material things. That is what is virtuous. Look at me, look what I have, look at these things and to what cost. And the more material we become, the less connected to the earth, to ourselves, to our nature, to our sovereignty we become. And it's this, it's like the whole saying, little by little, a little becomes a lot. And thankfully, shit's happening to people. And it's not necessarily dramatic. Yes, the convoy, yes, banking accounts being seized, big. Those are big things. But like for me, we're building our shed when we this spring. We needed to pay a contractor in cash. We were doing some like cash deals and we needed $17,000. We had the money in our bank and the bank wouldn't give us the money. 
They wouldn't let, let us take out that cash to pay the contractor. We had to go every day and take out our max limit, which was $1,500. It's since been upgraded. You guys, this is pretty exciting news. Uh, you can take out 3000 a day now. <laughs> moving on it's up, moving on up. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so they, yeah. that was a wake up call for me. It's like, oh shit. So I can have a million dollars in the bank. There is no way in hell you're getting that money. You will not be able to take that money out. I like that you mentioned just like practical things like that. You're right. There's these terrifying things happening and then there's yeah. just practical. Uh, I look at like our employees with our construction company, for example, they're living paycheck to paycheck yet they go and buy a hundred thousand dollar brand new truck. Like there's like yeah. a big disconnect. That's, that's most people. So when it comes to just like good adulting right now in 2024, you present a system like this and people are like, oh, I don't know if I have like $150 of my own money to save each and every month. But to that, I want to say like, let me see your visa bill. What are you buying? How many do you have Netflix and Prime yes. and Crave? Do you have like 18 subscriptions right now? Like you said, your partner just went to your bank account. Absolutely. We will completely negate the responsible adulty things that we need to do right now, like saving and protecting our own money. But we'll go and buy $300 skincare or spend $700 in subscription. Uh, yes. Like money is there we just have to use it wisely um and instead of just buying the things that are fun and pretty and fancy it's like well let's actually look at our longevity right now in 2024. yeah, yeah. i think i think the big thing though you, you touched on it elisa about people in denial and I think I I truly believe because I like you Carly like I don't understand how people don't see so clearly what is happening mm -hmm. um but in order to see what's happening you first have to be willing you have to be willing to see something that's going to completely counter your worldview and we've all been through this it it feels catastrophic it feels like death it feels like death when when you start to let yourself really see and i think there's a reason why our brains our minds work very very hard to protect us from knowing and seeing things that can otherwise be very, very destructive to the quality of our lives. And then coming to the conclusion that freedom is it mm -hmm. to have freedom requires responsibility. And we're in a world right now where people don't really like that. People don't like being responsible for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think that plays into your dialogue around uh, Western privilege too, Carla, which is everything here has been, you know, air quotes, so easy uh, for Westerners that this, this level of privilege that, that Westerners have has been so taken for granted that the idea <laughs> of mm -hmm. having responsibility for oneself why when so many other people and, and systems can just come to the table for you so wrapping your head around what it actually means to not let anybody compromise your freedom remains that you it means that you got to start living your life very differently than you once were the decisions become different priorities become very different 
Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're in our late thirties, my husband and I, and, and our financial priorities are, are definitely not what I thought they would be in our late thirties. Uh, you know, the, the things that we choose to spend our disposable income on <laughs> uh, are all absolutely rooted in uh, the importance of our sovereignty. Uh, because for me, it all comes down to inner peace. And I, that that's how I choose to see having responsibility over my own life. It's like, oh man, every day I just got to wake up and rely on me. I can get behind that. I will bet on myself a hundred percent of the time. Um, and I know that there will be some people listening too that say, well, what about the people who really do need, need help and support? That's not who we're talking about right now. We're not talking about people who, who have true levels of dependence, meaning they rely on the government for, for care, for funding, for things of that nature. We're not, that, that, that is not who we're speaking about. The problem is our government is structured in such a way to not just position itself to be a, a, a provider for people who are in a state of a higher level of dependence. What our government is doing right now is creating situations that create a state of dependence. Yes. From the people. So so we're taking otherwise ordinary people who are perfectly capable, healthy, mentally, emotionally, physically, and we are turning them into dependents. This is the when you start to see everybody kind of relaxing into being in a state of dependence. This like that's who we're speaking to. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we're here. We're, we're, we're still functioning. We're thriving. We're good. We've, we've made it through the dark night of the soul and, <laughs> and we're here to provide solutions and help people realize that like taking your freaking freedom and, and, and life into your own hands is one of the most liberating things you can do. Mm, yes. I love that. Solutions. Solutions is a key word that I hear you, Sarah, say often on repeat, especially mm -hmm. in 2022 and 2023 was let's figure out solutions. So 7K, well, let's loop it back in. They have been a fantastic solution for me. Something that I love about it is that um, it's almost like a one-stop shop. I can do everything inside 7K in my membership. And it was interesting because when I first signed up, I was like, okay, I like this option. I like these benefits, but I did not do a single thing. I had, I started coin collecting. I started, you know, thinking about bullion. I started thinking about all that stuff. And I just slow, I, I'm in it for the long game. I understand that building assets outside of the banking system is going to take time. I'm not like transferring my entire savings account and, and throwing it over there yet. Maybe I will, who knows? Um, so what kind of things do you guys love about the 7K model that you're utilizing right now? I like what you just said there about like taking your time with learning all the things. Yeah. You know, I think I had to sit with someone one-to-one -one for four hours to figure out what a Bitcoin was. <laughs> <laughs> and there is, there is a lot to learn with silver and gold, but nowhere near as complicated. <clears throat> so I was able to get the system get set up right away, um, develop a super simple savings plan where I save anywhere from like two to $400 a month of my own money. And I don't have to think about it. 
And then I can choose how much time I want to spend in the education, whether that's half an hour a week, an hour a month, I could deep dive whenever I want. Um, you can make it as complicated or as simple as you want. So I'm, I'm a busy person. I have two children. We live rurally. I have a lot of animals to take care of. I have multiple businesses. It's busy. So I don't have like a lot of people hours and hours and hours of time to go figure out what's happening in the financial sector. So I get to take my time with this. And I think that's another big hurdle for people if they think, well, I don't have an abundance of time. I don't have an abundance of money just sitting in the bank waiting uh, mm -hmm. for me to take action on it. This is exactly why you need something like this, because it's going to take time to build. It's going to take time to learn. And if you are in a precarious position, you want to start earlier than anyone, right? Because you want to slowly Duck. I can think of nothing worse than being wide awake to the things that are going on and then have shit hit the fan and you have taken no action and you wasted this time. Oh my God. I, I can't think of anything worse. Oh yeah. That, that just gave that me goosebumps. <laughs> that thought like plagues me. How, how many people who, especially those in our community who see what's going on have spent what is it? Are we going on year five now? At least year five so. of call it, call it year the great five. awakening. I mean, there's been people who saw this coming friggin' decades ago, but, um, for the, for the mass collective who all of a sudden saw it for the first time, we've had this choice from the moment that our eyes snap open. Think what, what can I do now? If this is happening, what's actually within my power, what's within my control, what is going to keep me living from a place of empowerment uh, and solutions instead of from a place of fear, right? And that's where a lot of people are absolutely stuck in because it, it is a lot to, to see what's happening and still wake up as a functioning human being every day. It's, it's, it's a mental battle. It is a spiritual battle. It's tough. I get it. Um, but we do have way more power. And like Carla said, if, if we're waiting until things get better or we're waiting until there's more money in the account in order to start doing something differently with our finances, um, a, it's not the behavior, uh, or the choices that are going to lead you anywhere remotely close to being an empowered, free and liberated person. Um, and B, <laughs> What if things don't magically resolve themselves? And then you look mm -hmm. back on this time being like, I just spent several years living completely paralyzed by fear. And I haven't advanced myself one inch closer to taking my power back. Like that just makes my skin crawl thinking about how many people are living from that place. So yeah, for me, I mean, I, I had my list of, of things literally set uh, crying one night in front of my fireplace in fall of 2021, um, making a list of where, where am I vulnerable right now? Where can they get me? Because it, it felt like they were coming at us from all angles and it was a very dark time. And when 7k rolled around after, you know, we're like, Oh my goodness, banking systems, fiat currency, hokey doodle. What the heck is actually going on? 
we were left with too many questions and that's where we didn't do anything. And then mm -hmm. 7K popped off and it says, don't worry, we'll take about, we'll take care of uh, storage for you. If, if you want, you don't have to take advantage of our storage if you, if you don't want, but we have storage available. We take care of the, uh, you know, grading and making sure the quality of, of what it is that you're purchasing is absolutely of, of the best quality. And if it's not, we'll make sure that that's clearly indicated and you can make an informed decision on whether or not you want to buy it. Okay, cool. I don't have to worry about quality. I don't have to worry about fraud. Um, we can buy as much or as little as we want. There's no minimum entry requirements coming in to 7K. And if you really do your research, there are places that you have to purchase a certain amount in order to even be allowed to buy. And that's that's not the case for all, but there are several who are positioned that way, or you have to have a minimum of like $250,000 to store your gold and silver in their vault. Like, so there, it, it's just like, wow, what do we do? And then the idea of, uh, you know, Carla mentioned it, just being a busy person. I've got a lot of stuff on the go in my businesses. We also live rural. Life is different when you live rural. I know we, both of you get this. It's not like yeah. we can't, like here, if, if I want to be warm, I can't just go like always click a button on my wall. We got to make sure there's firewood. We got an outdoor boiler. We got like, there's just more things going on. And so the last thing I want to be doing is being like, oh, right. I also have to remember about this thing over here, this gold and silver thing um, through the coin collecting process. It, it's a set it and forget it aspect of our financial portfolio where the business, uh, the money that I actually earn in my 7K business, I just transfer that into coins uh, and bullion every single month. And, and so there's that, like that from as a business owner with the with a brain, the way that I look at opportunities like that just seemed like such an obvious freaking solution that I was like, of course, <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. Like, why wouldn't I create a whole other stream of income and then just have that stream of income be solely responsible for my procurement of gold and silver? And I don't even have to touch anything, personally speaking. Like, that was just like, whoa. Um, the That's fact that system. there's... Oh, it's a good one. The training yeah. and resources. Like, as someone who really, like, beginner level... Talk to me like I'm three years old when when you're talking about <laughs> these other systems as as we're learning about all of this, the training and resources that 7K has has mm -hmm. has been like helped me catalytically expand my knowledge and understanding of gold and silver and buying and selling and co uh, coin collecting. And so there was just so many things where I was like, oh, these are all of the things that are absolutely blocking my husband and I from taking any action on gold and silver. 7K seems to solve every single one of these. Every single thing is checked off our list. This is a yes from us. So, you know, a lot of people say, why would I pay a membership to uh, buy gold and silver when I can just go buy gold and silver? Because of all of the things that 7K does. And in 7K, I, I like the way that they position it. They always say, if you're doing something that works for you, like by no means stop doing it and come with 7K. If, if it works for right. you and you feel good about it, keep doing it. But also consider what 7K could provide in addition to. Uh, and we have the, the fractional amount. So people who are looking uh, for uh, gold and silver, uh, you know, entry level, who may not have a lot of money to be able to start setting aside in order to buy, you dollar a month, 10 bucks a month, hundred bucks a month, $10,000 a month. It doesn't matter. You have access. You can immediately liquidate that money. That was another big one for my husband. It's like, what if we need to turn the, the, the sound money, the gold and silver chunks of blocks and coins or whatever it is that we're buying back into money. If we needed, uh, you know, our fiat currency 
All right, yeah. the legal tender to be able to exist in society with what if we need that back? Well, we can with a tap of a button liquidate that back. Oh my god, a bug just jumped on me. Um, liquidate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like January here. There shouldn't be bugs, so that was very like terrifying. Um, but yeah, like we have liquidation abilities too. So it, it just—I don't know—it makes so much sense that I almost didn't trust it. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning I was I was so skeptical I'm like but where's the catch like where yeah where's the catch I where there is none the I've, I've had I was privileged enough to be able to have a, a call with the CEO of 7k myself because I'm like what what are you not telling us like where where's the problem here that we could run into because yeah. <laughs> I'm looking I've, I'm now a little skeptical of just just about everything these days but these people are are legit the organization is legit they're genuine and they're here for the people. They're big freedom loving Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my favorite type of people are freedom loving Americans because they do not take that shit lightly. And uh, they wanted solutions for the average person like you and I. You know, the the elites have figured this out. The all the the rich people have figured this out. Wall Street's figured this out. Uh, and so it's like, well, who's who's out here catering to the average folks who are are not really educated on this? Uh, who are not taught to understand how to actually thrive in capitalism, which is why people hate on capitalism so much, even though it is the freest form of society and the freest form of economy. People hate on it because they see the power imbalance. The power imbalance exists because the rich don't share what they're doing. Right. And, and we are programmed to be poor. It's available yeah. to us and all. Socialists. Yeah. Yes. It's available to us all. But we yeah. have to become educated and understand how to make capitalism work for us. Mm -hmm. And personally, like I have no desire to become a doomsday prepper to have a bunker to <laughs> like my original purchase of silver was kind of like that. It was just like grab, prepare, bury it in the backyard. Um, it's not in my backyard, by the way, but uh, <laughs> this this is different because maybe 10% of me is a prepper kind of watching the world like, Ooh, I don't like that. 90% of me is I'm going to be just fine. And no matter what happens, I'm going to be all right. So the seven K system allows me to build wealth. Like I'm getting paid to be with the company. I am purchasing investment pieces because even with all this crazy stuff going on, I see a broad, bright and prosperous future for myself. It's not mm -hmm. about just squirreling away my money and hiding it and waiting for the world to end. No, most of my attention is on actually growing a thriving business, becoming wealthy, breaking that thought that we should be poor, that good people mm. are socialist. Uh, no, I, I'm a, a proud Canadian. I believe in democracy. I believe in capitalism. Uh, all systems have their fault. Capitalism has its limitations, but at least we don't all starve to death under uh, communism. So <laughs> anyway, that's a that's a long rant just to say, um, yeah, this is actually about the future. This is about longevity. This is about creating wealth. This isn't just about squirreling it away for something bad to happen. It's interesting that you say squirreling it away because really what you're doing with gold and silver, and this was a paradigm shift that both of you have spoken about with me on countless times is you're, you're taking one form of money and, and investing it into another form of money. You're not taking that $150 and having dinner 
and it's gone. You're not buying a bottle of wine and it's gone. You're not investing in, you know, your weekly or your monthly protein shakes or your gym membership that it's gone. You're actually taking that money and it's still money that can be in 7k liquidated in an instant with a click of a button. So you're not spending your money. You're literally protecting your money. You're pulling it out of the banking system and creating an asset that will hold its value and has hold its value through the test of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you, can you speak one of the questions? I, I don't know if either of you are comfortable speaking to this, but I get this so often is about, uh, the stock market, the difference between buying gold in the stock market and buying actual physical, tangible gold that you can hold in your hand. It, it's as easy as explaining that the, the, the money that you're buying or the gold and silver you're buying in the stock market is a, is a form of a, a number on a paper. Right. That's all it it's is. Number like money paper. in the bank. It doesn't yeah. exist. It doesn't exist. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's the same concept. It's not, so when people say, oh, I buy lots of gold in the stock market, it's like, no, you're buying paper gold. Yeah, you're not yeah. buying the physical form of gold. <laughs> if you can't hold it in your hand, then consider it not real. That's, that's how I choose to see it. Mm, that's really good. It's kind of like, uh, maybe not exactly like this in terms of stock market, but this thought just came into my head. Like when you buy a car and you drive it off the lot, it immediately depreciates mm-hmm. by yeah. thousands and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, maybe not, uh, they're looking for like, uh, Toyota Corollas, old Toyota parts are going for big money these days. Cause, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the, the car, the, the rental or not the rental, what is it? The used car market is just like dwindled so much here in Canada. Um, but when you buy physical gold, it only it has appreciated over time. Can you? Well, I think that's why people feel safe uh, investing in it in the stock market. And honestly, if I, if I was a stock market investor, I'd probably be investing in gold and silver in the stock market because of the fact that over time, historically, obviously, with the, there's ebbs and flows that happen, ups and downs. But if you look yeah. at the long term trajectory of gold and silver, it goes up. And so if I was going to gamble in the stock market with a form of money that doesn't actually exist, that's where it would be is in gold and silver in the stock market because it, it, it continues to appreciate over time. Now, it did just take a big hit in the stock market. And I, I was watching uh, Peter Schiff talk about yeah. this on his feed and gold, gold specifically. Uh, I'm not sure what triggered it. I didn't look into that aspect of it, but it went boom, like there was a quick decline or a, a drop in in gold stocks but the actual market value of tangible gold bullion uh while it still took a little bit of a hit not nearly as much as what happened in in the paper version of gold and so again for me it's it's tangible it's tangible assets um it's not something that i'm i'm watching in a in a gic or uh you know <laughs> here's here's your 4 cents in interest thank you so much for opening a savings account with us it's like yeah, i i'm 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 removing away from so much of that um because i i want the real stuff um and that, i mean that that can bleed into the conversation too about bitcoin too and there's a lot of concerns there too it's like what what is it though <laughs> you know carlos sitting there for like 4 hours for someone to explain it he was like but what is it yeah what what's is a it blockchain what and i put blockchain? it in my purse like what are we doing here <laughs> yeah 
And no, no shade at Bitcoin people. That's just I'm being totally ignorant to the world of Bitcoin. But I, I think my brain uh, has a, has difficulty in understanding that I can't friggin' hold something in my hand, and and that's where I I I just have a lot more uh, security knowing that. I've got a tangible asset Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not something that's fictitiously recorded on a piece of paper. That's right. The stock market, um, cryptocurrencies, it's gambling. You can make a lot of money gambling. Mm -hmm. Um, So just the actual physical product of gold and silver is just not as volatile. So it's uh, my husband and I like to put our investments in actual things and properties in precious metals and things that actually exist because they are valuable in and of itself, not just because someone said it has value. And yeah, the stock market is potentially a good place to put your money as long as nothing bad happens ever. So if you are of the belief set that nothing bad is going to happen, if you have the Western privilege that nothing bad would happen here, you might feel the same way about the, the banks as well. You know, I hear, well, why would they? You know why 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 would they do something bad? I'm like, well, if that's your belief system, then you might feel safe. But I I don't see what you see. I I see those things as very very volatile. Um, if and it just takes concern to drastically change the stock market, right? Like that's why so many banks have closed in the United States. Someone got worried. Lots of people got worried. They all went and took their money out of the bank. The bank collapsed. So the same thing happens with stock markets. People worry. And then all of a sudden that drastically changes what's going to happen online with the stocks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. There's definitely in the gold and silver thing, when I learned about 7k, when I joined 7k and started slowly going through their trainings, going through the benefits of being inside of a membership is the offense and the defense game. So I'm playing both offense and defense. My defense is in the Boolean. It's in stacking gold and silver. They call it their sound money wallet in 7k. So it's literally a private vault. I, I have gold and silver in their private vault. I can have that shipped to me anytime I want and liquidate it with the click of a button. That's what I'm talking about. So that's my defense. So I'm now having my money outside of the banking system. So it's safe defense. My offense is in collectibles. <laughs> I know I still can't even say it with a serious face. I'm like, okay, I'm a coin collector. <laughs> you were saying earlier, you're like, I need one more solar system coin collection. <laughs> you're like, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for the last one in the set. It's so funny. I I kind of was like, uh, that was almost my barrier to get in. I was like, I don't want to do this because I didn't understand. And that's such a classic mindset. A, if you're programmed to be poor, like I was. B, if you're, when you have fear, when you're afraid, when you don't understand the benefits of it, when you don't understand what's happening. And that was me. I didn't understand. I reluctantly, based on the trust of the community and the group, went into autosaver. I got my coins shipped to my house every month. And now, almost a year later, I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I am stacking all of this money. I'm Mm -hmm. stacking all of these assets. I have collectible coins that are increasing in value. I see Mm -hmm. them going up. If that $150 was in my savings account, that would not have created that much value for me. And no, this is not financial advice. We do have, we did do a um, disclaimer in the intro, by the way, ladies. Um, But I, now I get it. 
I see that. And I didn't understand. I mean, you look at Spider-Man comics that are millions of dollars now in their packaging. We have these beautiful coins that even if they don't go to the millions, they still hold value. Can one of you speak to that a little bit? Or yeah, I, I can, I can jump in here. The, yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> coin collecting was not on my radar <laughs> ever. Could that's definitely not on my bingo card. Um, but once it was, it was like you, like I got my first coin and I'm like, okay, so I have this coin go, go me. I'm not really quite sure yet what this is going to do to, <laughs> but I got one and I was, I was really, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the thing. And then I got more and then I got more and then you, the, the auto savers, they start to stack. Like you were saying, and I'm like, oh, I get what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I get it now. So now I've got like a, a box. <laughs> yeah, we, we need a better storage system here in our home. But I always I always pull this box out on our weekly 7k calls to show people my coin collection. But <laughs> when you start to see actual gold and, and silver coins stacking up in your possession, the idea of spending money on those coins is no longer the thought process. Because all I'm doing is taking our ridiculous fiat currency and transforming it into real money every single month. So I'm not actually Mm -hmm. spending money, not losing money. I'm transferring one type of money to another type of money. Mm -hmm. And each month that coin doesn't get used, consumed, eaten, doesn't perish, doesn't get thrown away, doesn't rot. It holds its value. Now keep in mind again, I, I know we've got the disclaimer at the beginning. Some coins go up, some go down. Sometimes they flip flop all over the dang place in like a short period of time. I watch mine in my stack and sell I'm like, oh my God, like this coin's just going fume, 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 fume. But it's fun. It's like, oh, what is my value of my assets right now? The fact that it, it, each month that a, a new coin gets purchased, the old the old coin is still there. Like that's where the the shift happened for me. Yeah. Like, oh, we're we're building assets here. We're not spending our money every month. We're building tangible assets here every single month. And now, uh, when did we all start? Like July, August, September, I think, of, of last year-ish. So it's been a small period of time that has gone by. But but this stack of assets for my husband and I has become significant. Yeah. Already. And and we and you know, we my husband stacks coins, I stack coins. So we got like two separate streams, technically four separate streams of coins coming in because we have like all the auto savers turned on right now. <laughs> and so every friggin' three months are these like 15 or 20 coins more shows up in the mail. There's no way that I love when Carla says I you know, when it comes to being a freaking responsible adult, there's no way that I I would have like adulted enough to to be so diligent to make sure that I'm continuing to stack my coin collection. <laughs> I just, I know myself like that just wouldn't have been on, on my priority list to be like, make sure you log in and go search for a coin to complete one of your collections. Like it just, no. So the fact that I I have this, it's just set up, it just processes uh, my mind process every week. The autosaver program is typically a monthly thing. If you're only getting one coin and it just processes and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this can stack up real fast. And I'm yeah. thinking, what is this going to look like in a year? 
What is it going to look like in freaking 20 years if I continue to stack at this rate? And what does that legacy asset look like for us down the road? And I always think, man, because I had like a, a 19 year old guy reach out to me because his mom saw one of our workshops and she's like, oh my God, my son needs to know about this. And he joined the 7K team because he's like, I should probably start doing something about this now. I'm like, my God, could you imagine? Like that was 20 years ago for me. If if we were coin collecting as like a university student, imagine, imagine being in your dorm and being like, look at my new coin guys. And everyone would think you're such a loser. But yes. then, like, but then, but then all of a sudden you're in your late thirties and you're like, look at my coin collection though, guys, like look at my friggin' coin collection now. And so that is what makes it different. Collecting coins versus comic books and stamps and figurines. A lot of those things absolutely can pop off those, those collector items, mint condition, original packaging, that stuff can just be asinine when it comes to the value that they hold. But if the rarity, the relevance, the historical relevance, the importance of it, the artwork, the history, all that stuff is no longer relevant. You're just left with paper and plastic. Whereas with the world of coins, even if no one cares about the history of the coin, like the the coins that are popping big right now are my Kennedy coins and my Roosevelt coins. It's like, oh, okay. I have a Roosevelt coin. Uh, I'm like, oh, cool. American presidents. All right, let's start yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. What? Like, who am I? But it's it's amazing to to watch and to know that this is available to us. We just had to change how we thought. Yes. And so yeah, I, I see this as I'm like, I just I, I'm gonna be, you know, that that woman that live that leaves this coin collection to whoever <laughs> my beneficiary is. <laughs> you know? She'll, she'll, she had this coin collection worth 19.8 million dollars. I mean, that's that's the goal I'm setting. I want this to be a legacy thing. I want this to be something that, you know, it, it just it takes care of itself. I don't have to think about it too much. But at the same time, it's really fun. Yeah, I still find myself going on into the product shop and shopping for things and looking at what the other coins are doing. And I don't know, I never thought I'd be interested in this, but here we are. <laughs> I never thought that they would be so popular either. Like there's some really yeah. cool coins that get dropped. For example, like the Titanic one, mm -hmm. it had an actual piece of the Titanic in the coin. Yeah, like I think on... it was a piece of the coal or something. Meteor. So cool. Meteors, oh, the yeah. meteor ones. And they go almost instantly there'll yeah. be like coin drop wednesday at 5 p.m and we're logging in we're refreshing our browser as soon as it turns <laughs> 5 p.m and they're gone like it's wild it's just it's it's out of my it's like out of sight out of mind that's the way my brain stays safe i don't want to learn about it it's too hard i don't understand out of sight out of mind i'm not going to do it and then that's the lesson here with, that's part of the poor man programming mm -hmm. is like, if you think that way, that's because the system wants you to think that way. They want you to be dependent. They don't want you to be sovereign. So use that even in itself as sort of like, not a wake up call, but like a little like whisper, like maybe it's time for me to sort of start asking questions or hanging out with us. Cause we hang out every Tuesday at 1030 <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> in the morning. And we talk about this stuff with a lot of women. Our first call that we did in the summer, what was it, you guys, like 600 people? Oh my God, we had Remember so, that? yeah, we had, we had, I think over a thousand registrants or something ridiculous. Uh, and again, but that goes back, that goes back to the like, Hey, so now you've learned that there is a very real solution out there for you. Are you going to yeah. do something about it? 
And I think that's the call to action to anyone listening. It's like, okay, we've just, we've made a lot of sense in this episode. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of very valid points that have been brought forth. What are you going to do about it now? What are you going to do? Quote, like if, if you're going to complain about something, you have to be committed to something. Do not post about things. Do not complain about things. If you are not willing to be committed to a new way, because solutions are out there. We just have to do something about it. The amount of people that are talking about all the problems without taking any action uh, is is huge right now. And I get it. It feels like overwhelming sometimes, but this is one of those things that is really easy to get started with. And you don't have to be a millionaire in order to start investing. You can have very, very little capital to work with and you can start stacking and growing right away. It's amazing. So if you want to get started, just uh, hit us up. All the links will be in the show notes of this episode. If you have any more questions, follow Sarah and Carla or myself on Instagram. And let's freaking do this, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think that was fan-freaking-tastic. Um, I love you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This has been great. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. If you haven't done so yet, I'd love for you to share the love and head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify and give this show a five-star rating. I'll give you bonus points for leaving a written review. And if you're looking for more, head over to elisaunfilteredcoaching.com for show notes and all the links to all things Elisa Unfiltered. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time. <laughs>